0: Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah.
1: Okay, wait a minute. Just whoa. I have to ask, how... How is it 2 weeks after Origins already? Am I am I missing that? Like we had Origins, then there was a week, and then there was another week. And it, it, it's been two we- I I haven't stopped sending emails since getting home. I hope everybody is recovering well. I I lost my voice. Well, I didn't lose my voice, but I was definitely like raspy towards the end of it. Anyway, hey, how's it going? I'm Jeremiah. Uh, You're listening to That's How I Roll. And like the nice lady said, this is the game show. It's, that's not right. It's not, I, I mean, I guess it is a show about games. This is the podcast about the games we play. And we also talk about the lives we live. And we talk about things like, what's a good price to get your screen fixed on an iPhone, because I just had to do that. (sighs) So I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is that I was found myself in the position of needing my screen fixed on my iPhone. And it, uh, I was like, you know, the first day I was like, I could probably live with this for a while, even though like, Anytime I see anybody with a cracked phone screen, I like low-key judge them all the time. I'm like, oh, you you live a terrible life. You're a terrible person because why would you do that to your phone? Anyway, um, <laughs> but I was like, I could probably live with this. There's one kind of bad crack in the middle, but everything else was a little not so obvious And then last night I was using it as a flashlight out by the pool because I was doing like treating the pool and putting chemicals in. And apparently that makes your hands kind of like really dry and not grippy. And so I dropped it again. (laughs) And it was no good. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking so much about this, but uh, $110 later today, my phone is fixed. And I'm uh, I'm good to go. Anyway, there it is. Hey, I, like I said, I'm Jeremiah, and we're talking a lot of stuff today. Let me give you the rundown for this week. Uh, we're going to stop and hear the word on the street, which I've got some cool news about our Patreon page coming up. Um, Also, we're going to talk a little bit more about Origins and some of the cool stuff that happened there. Seriously, I I don't think there's been a day that's gone by since getting back that I haven't sent an email to somebody as some kind of follow-up to things that were going on at Origins, which is, hey, it's a great problem to have. Trust me. I love it. It was an an amazing time. Uh, We're also going to do a drive-by review of a little game called Caper, which was a release at Origins from the very cool folks over at Keymaster Games. And uh, we're going to do a real talk segment about fear and roller coasters. And I think that's it. So I, I'm done talking about the phone, I'm done talking about sending emails. I say we talk about games and we have ourselves a little episode. What do you say? Okay, the word on the street. Oh, I totally forgot this before we got to the word on the street. Hey, if you guys if you guys like the show and you like what's going on here and you like hearing me talk about iPhone repairs and sending emails and, you know, board games and that kind of stuff too, uh, we would so, so appreciate it if you took a moment right now look at your phone, look at whatever device you're listening on whatever service you're listening on and hit that subscribe button or better yet go five stars on us write a little review even better, tell somebody about it just uh, share the show whatever way you share like so, I could tell you hey, share us on Twitter, but if you don't do things on Twitter, that doesn't really mean much. However you share things, whether it is Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat um, or maybe you send emails to people to tell them about things, uh, not that I'm judging, or maybe you uh, call them up on the phone and actually talk to them or send smoke signals or whatever. I would really appreciate it if you'd share the show, share the Theology of Games network of shows. We do three shows here on TheologyofGames.com. But if you're enjoying this one, sharing is caring, and we really, really appreciate all those social media shares. Okay, now we're actually going to talk about the word on the street. And the word on the street is really, really cool because we're talking about Patreon. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday night, and it would be a day or two here before it actually hits the street. And um, we've got some cool stuff happening this week with our Patreon page. Now, I think I told you guys maybe last week, or well, I guess last week would have been more of the Origins shows. Anyway, there's cool stuff happening. We've sort of soft-launched our Patreon page if you've been following us on Twitter or social media, you probably heard about it. The uh, The cool thing is, is, since then, I have been graciously given by many, many people some really cool things to add to that campaign and what we're trying to do there. And uh, those things are from really cool folks like really cool folks at uh, Calliope Games, are giving us a really cool promo for uh, Shutterbug, which is a newer game. And it's actually going to be reviewed. I'm going to review that probably in the next week or two here, uh, here on the show, and both here and uh, on the site. You can read a written review. Uh, Cosmos Games is giving away some really cool teaser games for Ubongo. Which is kind of like they were doing the exit teaser games. You could get those at the booth that uh, at their booth at uh, Origins. Deepwater Games is throwing some promos our way. Crit Hit Ceramics, which make these really cool ceramic dice, are giving me some sets, uh, some pairs of D six that I that you can get as a reward for pledging. Starling Games is throwing in two different promos from Black Orchestra and Farlight. And I'm talking with other folks like Smirk and Dagger and Tuesday Night Games and uh, quite a few more. But those are the ones that I can announce for now. But uh, just stay tuned. You know, if you if you pledge a couple bucks a month, you'll get a one time grab. You'll get to pick something from the TOG uh, treasure chest. We hope that you stay on board. Obviously, after that, but. Um, So there will be a couple different levels that you can get in on, and we're still sorting out how that's all going to work, but it's not going to be much for you to get in on this and get some really cool promos from some great folks regarding some great games. And uh, so very, very grateful for the people that are being a part of that, that are that have said hey we really dig what you're doing we're going to be a part of it by lending you our name and giving you these promo items that are hard to get folks you can only really get these things if you go to conventions and things like that so or you can go to our patreon page and you can get a hold of them that way so very very cool very awesome uh i'm just i'm overwhelmed by the generosity of the people that have been like, yeah, we want in, let's do this. So um, there's that. That is the big thing for the Word on the Street this week, just our little update. And of course, I I should recap Origins a little bit officially. um, We've done all of the interview shows. These last three episodes of the show were um, just all of the, the interviews that we had live in the booth, The booth was just an amazing, great, great time. We had so many people stop by in the industry showing us amazing new titles and expansions and accessories and all these things that they were working on. It was just a really, really great time. And on top of that, we met, I mean, I don't know, hundreds of people just throughout the days. Um, And then... Again, the generosity of the gaming community is just so awesome. So many of the publishers there gave us games so that we could have these amazing giveaways every day. We gave away, I think the least amount we gave away was the first day. We gave, I think, maybe six games away on Thursday. And then it was like double digits the rest of the time. Uh, and on um, I, I, Saturday, just blew me away. Uh, the really cool people, uh, Nathan and uh, Michael Co, over at uh, Gamelin Games, they gave us a copy of Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea with both the expansions, which is currently kickstarting. They gave us uh, a code, you know, a, a, a pledge manager code for that. So when that ships, who the winner would get all three of those things just dropped on their door, which is amazing. It's a $169 prize. We had at least a hundred people show up for that giveaway that day. Unbelievable. It was packed. The, nobody could get through the aisle. It was just, it was a madhouse and I loved every second of it. It was really, really cool. Uh, the winners were just also gracious and grateful and, it was just it was a party man it was so so awesome so that was that was probably the highlight for me um as as i look back on it i obviously i loved talking to all the folks old friends and new friends that i made that stopped by the booth but um you know being able to be it's weird because I feel like, oh, I'm so generous. I'm giving away these things. But, I, you know, I was kind of like this conduit for generosity from the gaming community. And, uh, you know, they were like, yeah, cool. You're doing something cool here. Give, you know, we'll, we'll be a part of that. We'll give you something to give away. And then I got to turn around and give it away to um to you guys, to the listeners, to the people that were there at the con and just totally into coming back and hopefully getting something and I, that's just that's so cool like i i just feel like that's i don't know that's almost just a model of how we should live our lives i'm going to get a little deep here for a second but you know i mean what do we really own all the things that we have are by the generosity of other people or by the grace of god or whatever it is you know we we get things that we get to take care of for a while and then it goes away. And what you choose to do with it is is up to you and how you choose to handle it. But it, it's just so awesome to be able to, like I said, kind of be that conduit of generosity. There were cool people that have cool games and cool things that they wanted to help us out and bring people to our booth and give things away. And I got to be the the, you know, the carrier of that. I, I, uh, it was just a really, really cool moment for me and something that I won't forget for a very, very long time. So anyway, I'm going to step off of my soapbox for now and, uh, just again, thank all the wonderful people. There's so many people I don't have time to thank because I've been prattling on about other things, <laughs> but, great great people so grateful to meet so many people not just in the industry but all of the listeners and hopefully new audience you're listening for the first time to a brand new episode so welcome to the show welcome to theology of games good good times
0: Whoa. hey everyone look it's time for another drive-by review
1: Okay, so this week's drive-by review. Now, I have to, I have to say something first. My good friend Alan Gerding, We were talking about my show. He was like, "Hey, man, I really do like your show," and I was like, "Oh, thanks." And you know, he thought my clever, my my segment names were clever and things like that. He's like, "Yeah, you know, like drive-by review. It's kind of like a drive-by shooting, but it's not." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not about." shootings. So the name of this, this segment came by really at the time that I started this show, we were kind of in the process of beginning to look for houses, things like that. And, uh, we like real realtor type people, like people that we were talking to about trying to find houses and stuff would say, Hey, we found a place that we think you like, do you want to do a drive by and let us know what you think? which is basically a drive-by review. You drive by the property, you think about it, you give your thoughts, i.e. review it, and that's where that came from. <laughs> it has nothing to do with gang violence. So I just want to get that out of there. <laughs> and uh, now we can talk about the game Caper. So Caper is, it's a, like I said in the somewhere before in this show, uh, it's a two-player game. It's from Keymaster Games. Shout out to those guys. Super cool guys. I did a quick little interview with them on one of the Board Games Daily shows from Origins. If you want to hear more about Caper and their other game, Space Park, which is coming out very soon, you can check that out. But for now, let's talk about Caper a little further. Like I said, two players. It The box says about 30 to 45 minutes. And that seems about right. I'd say if you've played it more than once or twice, 30 minutes is probably going to be the tops because um, you're, you're just going to have it down by then. So this is definitely like in the meaty filler. You know, it's not like a super lightweight filler, but uh, it's it's a little lengthier. And the box says, again, you know, ages 13 and up. I played it with my 12 year old he was cool with it uh, obviously take those age ratings with a grain of salt because there's laws in the us about advertising to kids and things like that so they have to kind of put older ages on things even though technically you just kind of go with your gut on what you think your kids could handle so that's take that for what it is um, there the the card the game is a card game. It's a drafting game. It's a two-player drafting game. Uh, the components basically are made up of a bunch of cards. There are um, there's location cards. There's thief cards, and there are uh, gear cards. There's also some money tokens. A little score pad in the box. A little uh, golden thief caper looking guy that's a meeple that is put on the round tracker. Um, There's also three location boards where you put your location cards out onto for the game and a a board that is your round tracker where that that meeple goes. So the game, uh, I mean the game play is really really basic. Uh, As you you go through the rounds, what round you're in is determined determines how many cards are dealt to each player. And there are six rounds that you play in. You go; It goes thief round, gear round, thief round, gear round, thief round, gear round. At the end of that last gear round, you score up and you declare who wins. Uh, the cool thing is, is that each player will take turns drafting these cards And you're good. Basically, all you're going to do on your turn is you're going to play a thief card if it's the thief round, or you're going to play a gear card if it's a gear round. You start off with playing thieves because you have to play gear onto thieves. You can't just play them into a location. So you play those cards down. Now, typically, I guess a lot of times, Uh, drafting games have sort of this simultaneous selection mechanic, right? Like if you think of Seven Wonders or you think of uh, Sushi Go or Best Treehouse Ever, all these drafting games, everybody picks a card and holds it down, and then you all reveal at the same time. Well, not so with this game. There's a turn order, and the turn order flip-flops between rounds. Uh, Each uh, player has like a, a little reference sheet. And there's a different color on each one, so when your color corresponds to what round you're in, those are the those are the uh, rounds that you're going to be the lead player on. You're going to get to pick first now you'll play you'll pick your card, you'll play it, then your opponent will do the same. And the cool thing about that is because your cards actually can interact with other cards that are at the same location. So the whole concept is that you're going to the you're putting thieves into these different locations. There are three locations that come out and that's all there are. Now obviously there's more than three location cards in the game, so there goes your replay value right up again because the, all of those different combinations will give you different strategies on why you want to win certain ones. And uh, so that that's really cool. Basically, how you win a location is you're going to try to have the most capers, quote unquote, at a location. So thieves can have a caper icon on them, Or they can score extra capers if you have certain sets of cards at that location. Uh, All the gear cards have different colors. There's like different classifications. So certain thieves want, you know, uh, a, a yellow card and a blue card. And then that will give you an extra caper. And so there's all these different ways you can kind of pile up those capers at these locations. At the end of the game, you count up how many capers are there and the player that has the most is going to get those extra benefits, which are usually more points. Uh, sometimes it's straight up points, sometimes it's extra points for certain cards that are there. and you'll get points from that and you'll also get points from certain gear cards and certain thieves. Again, there's all these different combinations that can grant you points or capers. and once the game's over, player with the most points wins. So um, I know I've kind of really <laughs> gone roundabout and sideways with how you play that game, but really it, it boils down to you draft a card, you play it, your opponent does that, and you keep going back and forth. Everybody discards the last card that they're holding, and then you go to the next round. Now the cool thing about it, because there's turn order, The turn order really, uh, really has this timing mechanism that makes it really, really tense, and adds just this extra level of like meta game and just timing and backstabbing. Not even really backstabbing, but almost take that kind of feel to it. Because as you do, um, you know, as you run through the game there are certain cards that will actually flip other cards. So you can flip a thief over you can flip over one of their pieces of gear which really can jack up their strategy. Um, so sometimes you have this great card in your hand and you want to play it but you know that you're also going to hand the your opponent the ability to flip that card that you just played. So there's a lot of Kind of trying to think forward a couple turns and what you're going to be handing your opponent and what you hope is coming back to you after the next turn which is, which are all reasons why i really really enjoyed this game there's there's a couple things couple things that i would say probably are are i don't know i'd say they're knocks on the games but the iconography is definitely something that's going to take you some time. Like that learning curve for that is definitely in need of uh, a couple of playthroughs. There's a really great reference sheet that lists literally individually every card by name, and they're they're separated by color. So you're like, oh, I've got this red gear card. I don't know what it does. You look at the red, and then boom, there's the name of the card, and it explains it fully on, on how it works. They're all really, really well explained, but they're not like necessarily super intuitive because of all the iconography going on. Which, like I said, if you probably played it two, maybe three times, you're going to have a pretty good grasp on how everything works and you shouldn't have a problem. Uh, Aside from that, there's just a ton to love about this game. The artwork, uh, Keymaster, they're just great at production value they put a high high value on artwork and graphic design and just how the game looks and feels and plays this this game feels like a a european wes anderson caper movie like you pull it out of the box the design everything is just it it just looks and you just want to hold the cards and you go oh yeah this is It's just so, so cool. There's just this something about it that really, really rings true with the theme and how you play the cards and how you would imagine these thieves going into these certain, you know, these different locations, which some of them are famous for certain cities and, uh, you know, using these goofy contraptions to try to steal these you know, jewels or whatever it might be that's in this this location, it they just do a really, really good job of creating that experience visually and tactile. You know, with the the actual components, uh, I, I'm just I'm a fan of Keymaster Games. If you go back and listen, I think it's uh, episode fifty-eight. I did the uh, a review of their game Campy Creatures, which looks completely different but it's just it has that same concept of man this game looks and feels just really really cool and like it's a lot of fun and again that happens here with Caper again games that are two completely different types of games but you would know you go man this is a keymaster game because the the production value and the the high value that they put on that is great so anyway As you could maybe already tell, I really enjoyed this game. Like I said, super high production value. Uh, The names of the thieves and the gear and the locations, and there's just no detail that they didn't leave untouched. And I'm a fan of it. Check it out. Caper from Keymaster Games.
0: Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames.
1: Okay, we've got just a few minutes left here for our Real Talk segment. And I mentioned in the... Uh, word on the street, the rundown, whatever whatever part of the show it was, that we're going to talk about beer and roller coasters. And I guess my question for you this week is very simple, really, even though it's deep. It, my question is, what are you afraid of? Now, I'm pretty sure I've asked this question before, and I guess what really got me thinking about this is, is roller coasters. Uh, we went to, uh, we live here in Ohio and we're just about an hour and a half away from, uh, Cedar Point. Now, if you don't know, Cedar Point is the roller coaster capital of the world. There's, I don't even know how many roller coasters are. There's, they keep adding them. I think there's like 10 or 12 or 13. I don't know. There's a ton of them. And I love roller coasters. My wife loves roller coasters. My boys, if you were at Origins on Sunday, you met them. If you've listened to shows in the past, you've sort of met them. Xavier and Cooper. Xavier loves roller coasters. He's getting braver with them. He's going on some of the bigger ones, the faster ones, things like that. But Cooper is pretty darn frightened of them and very, very reluctant to go on anything that resembles a roller coaster. Uh, Although he did go on what they call the mine ride, which is barely a roller coaster, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's an older ride. It's, it's fun. Um, there's not a lot of drops, so it's not very fast, but he is, uh, you know, he proclaims that he has a fear of heights, which I don't buy. That's a whole other conversation, but it really got me thinking again about this question of, you know, what are you afraid of? What do you fear in life? Um, I you know I'm to the point where I will pretty much step on any ride <laughs> like it would have to be something ridiculously insane to for me to go nope I'm I'm checking out I'm good so like that stuff doesn't scare me and I recently did like a, a high ropes course I don't know if you've ever done one of those where like they harness you in and you have to walk like on you know wooden beams or. Across rope bridges, or you know, anything like that, and not at any point on that thing. I went up on these three different levels, it was like 40 feet in the air. I'm just you know, walking across these things, no sweat, not afraid of it at all. And I remember talking last year with Cooper about this because we were trying to talk him about talk to him about hey, why don't you try this ride? I know you're afraid about this and this, but I think you'd really enjoy it. And I remember it just, it hit me and I told him, I said, you know what? The only thing that I'm afraid of is, and this is my answer to the question, I'd love for you guys to write in, tell me what you're afraid of. You can tweet at us or email theologyofgames at, g- at gmail.com. The only thing I'm afraid of, and I guess there's probably, there's more things that I'm afraid of, but one of the biggest things that hits me is, I'm afraid of something or someone harming my children like that for me as a parent, that's like my biggest fear right up there with, man, I hope I'm being a good enough father to them. (laughs) Like those are two things that I'm like, uh, if I, you know, if I'm doing my best as a father and I set my kids up the best that I can as an earthly father, to succeed in life and be happy and, and have faith and, you know, live that out in life. That's awesome. And I just, I pray that nothing tragically life altering or ending or whatever happens to my kids. Like that's, that's like the biggest fear of my life. It's probably a common thing for parents to be afraid of that. I get that. Uh, but, that's uh that's kind of my answer so there's (laughs) there's the life portion of the podcast about the games we play and the lives we live what are you afraid of and uh you know i'm sure people are afraid of snakes and spiders and things like that too i don't know i went a little deeper (laughs) you don't have to, you don't even have to answer. I'm just talking to myself. Anyway, uh, let me go ahead and bring this show to a close. Okay. Well, I said it before earlier in the show, but if you enjoy the show, thank you for listening. First of all, but subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing, Wherever you listen, uh, super, super appreciate all of that. Check out TheologyofGames.com. Check out our Patreon page for information. That's all getting shaped up. Most of that should be live right now. You should be able to see all the cool promos that are happening. That would be so, so awesome if you'd be a part of that. We've got some really cool goals that we're trying to reach in terms of funding so that we can bring even more and even better content to you. Uh, we do our best to keep a pretty strict schedule with our production and our, our content creation, uh, but it's difficult <laughs> at times. Your help and your your pledging and your backing us, you get to be a part of what we do and help us do it more often and more awesome. So anyway, I'm going to stop begging but I really appreciate everybody listening. If you met me at Origins, you're an awesome person. Thanks for coming by. And uh, I'm going to get out of here because, as they say, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll.
0: Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.